And that's how I discovered the secret to smooth balls. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders. To learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been seeing the DMs. I've been seeing the DMs, yeah. So somebody's been reaching out to podcasters all over the place. Um, Well, not just somebody, a particular somebody. Lots of somebody. With a particular company. Yeah, well, we've been getting a lot of them, but there there is a... um, male grooming product that would very much like us to endorse them. Um, you know, we're not ready to sell out for you guys yet, just quite yet. I'm, there's a couple of tiers before we start hawking ball smoothing uh, equipment. I don't even know. Is is it a product? Is it like a... I haven't investigated. I, I haven't either. Yeah, yeah. Is it like a supplement? Yikes. Vitamin, vitamin B? Vitamin, vitamin SB? Uh, vitamin D. Yikes. Who's to say? In other news, how, how how's your week been going? You know, my week has been pretty killer. Uh, pretty darn killer. Um, uh, played the second of those um, uh, live music pub trivia shows up at the, 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 the place there that I'm doing that. And it was even better than the first one. You know, the first one I was totally blown away. The second one was even bigger. The place was completely packed. We had to pull in chairs and tables from other rooms and stuff. And like... Uh add to the seating arrangement. Um, and the manager who now just is completely my biggest fan in the universe was like falling all over himself to make room for people to sit and have it all work and still have his fire lanes and the traffic flows all happen. Um, and then, you know, the whole room sang along to the whole show. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It was really, really great. And enough, enough so that, um, he would like me to now do – so I'm doing that every other week, alternating with a traditional right. traditional pub trivia show there. He'd like me to do the alternating weeks in his store in Lexington, North Carolina, which is about half an hour from here, um, okay. on the off weeks. And I might take him up on that. Um, I'm thinking about it. It's um, you know, five minutes from there from, for the right. one, this, this one and half an hour there and back. is isn't enormous, but uh, you know, it's something. And then what, what that would mean is I'm, I'd be – I'd be doubling down on on the trivia and not doing the karaoke anywhere. And right. that's sad. I like the karaoke too. So we're talking also about he's going to be opening on Monday nights and it'll be a, a, a industry night. Yep. You know, bar bar folks, mm-hmm. um, which those, those, those tend to get out of hand. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'd add the karaoke to that and get it really out of hand. I don't know. Um so we're talking, but, but the point is like that things are going really, really, really well there. It's a, it's a very, um, high, uh, high draw spot. Um, and interestingly it's in the building of a place that I used to play a lot of music at that was not a high draw spot. And the reason everyone gave for that was the location. And so we're now proving that that's not the case at all. The location's fine. It had to do with other factors. Like so off the top of your head, do you know what those are? Like, do you have any venture, any guesses? Um, uh, um, uh, yeah. I mean, so the, um, the place that used to be there, this was their second location and their first location was in downtown Greensboro and they were the hot new brew pub for four years, the yeah. hot new. And it was mad. It was, they were huge. They were huge. And it turned out they'd gotten a real, like, like a sweetheart rent deal on that space and renovated it, put a lot of their money into renovating it as part of the deal. They got a real bargain on that rent. And then in four years when that contract was up, they couldn't afford to renew. Gotcha. And so they moved to this location that was way on the north side of town. And people said the location move killed them. But I now think something about losing that spot was um, uh, 
altered the ethos of the place. It changed how they felt about it. The owners didn't have the same heart for it in the new place that they had in the old place, and they didn't invest in it and put energy into it the way the new venture in that spot is. And right. and I think that was fundamentally what what did it in. Gotcha. Yeah. It's so, always interesting. I mean, you know, it's such a volatile, you know, industry anyway. But, yeah. And and juju and you know all those different things play into it way more than it probably should have yeah. in, in most cases. But you know, I mean, the cool thing is is that at least in your case, it's it's not a fluke. You know, it wasn't like a one off. Right. And I mean, very rarely are things a two off. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you're at two, you might as well be at ten. I would say yeah. if it happens for the third time, like you're a it, you're a bona fide sensation. It's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, you know I, I posted about it on the the Patreon Slack about how great it was, and and Mike Schulte came back and said, you know, yeah, people are hungry for live music experiences right now, and that is completely my experience. I'll be posting some of the phone videos people took of like the whole room doing um, just a, a bunch of a bunch of songs with me. Um, uh, living on a prayer, the whole room saying living on a prayer with me. And, you know, and, and of course I, I designed the show for sing along. I, I chose the ones that they were going to do that to, but yeah. man, did they, I mean, you know, 40 people, 50 people in this, in this room, all of them doing that. And for a lot of the night, I was just standing back playing chords and letting them sing it. And when I could hear the room, like not know the next lyric, I'd give them the first couple words of it, you know, and then they'd pick up the rest of the line. It was, it was great. It's really great. It's funny. I was, um, I was listening to the latest uh, episode of No Dogs in Space, which is currently doing a six-part series on the Beastie Boys. Hmm. One of the things they played, because um, at some point they they basically set up their own studio out in L.A. and Biz Marquis would just come by all the time, and they made this recording of him playing uh, singing Benny and the Jets. <laughs> but like you had said, like he knows most of the words. Yeah. But there was lots of it's it's really funny. If you can find that, look up Bismarcky, Benny and the Jets. It's fantastic. Um, it must be on YouTube somewhere. It's got to be. Yeah. Yes. How was your week? Well, I have been in the uh, process of doing nothing. Love it. At home Love with uh, with Amber. So uh, our boys went to camp, and we just have absolutely enjoyed ourselves doing nothing at home. Uh, we had a, a staycation and, uh, we hung out at the pool and we went out and had meals and just did a bunch of stuff Love and it. it's awesome. Yeah. And it's over tomorrow and I am super buffed. <laughs> well, that's the thing about vacations and staycations. They, they do end. They do end. Uh, in the meantime, there's been a lot of businessy things and, um, trying to kind of navigate, uh, some of those. And I had that rehearsal with that band that I'm stubbing for. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was a experience as well. So yeah, there's things are moving. And, um, actually I picked up, a I picked up a gig on Saturday, on Sunday. So like, it's, it's just been, I feel like we have said every single week, you know, I think, I think we have reached maximum saturation. We have reached the tipping point. Um, I have found that is not even close to being the case yeah. and uh, may not be the case at all uh, for the foreseeable future. I think and that, that's kind of where I, yeah, I think if we learned um, anything in the last uh, 14, 15 months, it is that we can't predict anything. So 
what, what coming back looks like. We can't predict that either. Yeah. Not in the slightest. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where uh, I'm at. As far as, you know, housekeeping stuff, there's not a lot going on. Uh, no new uh, reviews, no new voicemails. If you have a question or you want to shoot us one, you can hit us up at 404-491-0910. Uh, we are uh, eagerly awaiting your call. I, You know, at this point, if somebody calls, I might just pick it up. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just for the novelty. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, everything's going great. Um, you know, the Patreon conversation is lively and fun. And if that is something you're interested in, you can go to patreon.com slash confidential to join the exclusive Slack channel uh, where lots of fun conversations are having. And the, the group's been pretty lively uh, yeah. from what I can tell. Uh, I have not been checking in a whole lot this week. I've been trying to stay disconnected as much as possible, but I am seeing that uh, it's supposed to come up. And uh, the conversation seems to be productive still. Amazing. It's great. Yeah. Can't be mad at that. Yeah. So do you have any uh, meaty chunks of uh, content you wanted to d- delve into this week? I think, I think we wanted to talk through uh, what you were talking about, the business challenges you've been, you've been uh, experiencing. So there's, this is like a, a, a layer upon layer set of lessons, I think, here. Um, the first one is, you know, the, the FOMO component of reentry has definitely been something that we've discussed quite a bit. Yeah. And um, the comparison game is uh, is a real thing. And it's tough to not do that and to look at uh, look at your Mike Schultes and go, man, they're already like, they're picking stuff up. You know, we've been, we were talking um, this week and he's like, we don't have a free weekend until like May of 2022. Like, you know, they hit the ground running and they are off to the races. Yep. Um, yep. And you know, I've I've had the opportunity to go out there and play some shows, and um, it's been great. But getting the band off the off the uh, off the line has been super challenging, and trying to find the opportunities to do that has up to this point been evasive. And then all of a sudden, this week, the floodgates just opened, hmm. and I ran into a new challenge, and that challenge is having opportunities and, and almost like too many of them and not having the resources to staff them. Yeah. So this week I have had to turn down probably five to seven grand worth of work just because I didn't have a uh, head count yeah. for bands. Um, now on the upside, I've also got a potential, almost the equivalent of that amount in potential bookings that are going to happen. Yeah. And some things that I have, these are the things that I think that I've learned. Um, you know, you're, I know you're having trouble with your, you know, everybody kind of being on the same page and that's definitely going to be the case. Um, if you are working with, uh, anybody who's kind of freelancing or, or playing uh, between groups because there's so much work to be had, it's going to be difficult to find people who, you know, are available for, for all of these dates. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you have to make sure that you're doing is you've got to make sure that you're communicating with these people um, because I've run into multiple situations. Like I literally just spent three days trying to chase down a bass player for a gig 
because I didn't understand a text message. Mm. And I put myself through uh, a whole lot of contortions and uh, compromising situations and uh, all kinds of things to try to get a lineup for a, uh, for a, for a gig that uh, didn't need to happen. And uh, that's, that's one of those things I, I don't like being on the phone with people. And so I text and uh, something got lost in the text. And I finally was like, wait a second. When you said you couldn't do this, did you mean the 26th or the 30th? And he was like, oh, the 26th. I was like, the, thir- the 26th isn't even happening. I've been like panicking for the past three days. And it, it was all for nothing. So uh, that was fun. And the irony is you've got a, you've got a deep bench of bases. You've got like three bench- bases on, on tap there. But what I found is that that deep bench is still got stuff going on yeah and it's not just like work stuff and it's not just band stuff it's family stuff and vacation and all of the other things that happen when uh it's july in june uh and things are finally opening up yeah yeah and and there's been no band schedule happening i mean for me like uh, the very first thing i did when i had the opportunity to schedule myself for things was I double booked myself very first thing. Cause I'm not used to writing stuff down. I'm not used to checking my calendar when I sca- I was just like, Oh yeah, of course I'm open. Well, the fir- yeah. very first, first two things I scheduled were on the same night. So it's like, there's <laughs> all these practices we don't have. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, the other thing that happened was just one of those kind of happenstance things. Um, I saw that a, an agency that, has booked us previously, was doing an event by us that had already happened. So we we didn't get it. They didn't think of us. They didn't reach out. So what I did was, hey, I saw that you guys were providing uh, entertainment for XYZ. Uh, I just want you to know that like I live like you know walking distance from there. Like if you need any more, uh, he's like, no, you we, we've already booked the other two dates. Um, so I don't you know, that's not going to be an option. And I was like, no, it's okay. Uh, I just want you to know that, you know, we are open for business. If you ever need anything, just let me know. Since I wrote that, I've almost gotten to the point that I regret saying it. (laughs) Because in that time, he has reached out to me multiple times. He's actually the one who's been throwing me all this work. I had to turn something down for tomorrow night that would be literally like a, like a three or $400 solo gig um, because I'd already made plans and stuff. But uh, what I have been able to do, and it felt it, it felt like a thing, is I've been able to pass that business on to other people. That's I think that's important. I think I think it's great to be um, not just a no, but a resource. Right, and I think that's why he keeps reaching out. Sure, because in the five things he's thrown me, I've able to I've been able to say yes to two of them. And the other three, I've been able to help him yeah. fill. So that's, again, you're reliably solving a problem for him. You're not necessarily solving it with your own attendance at that thing, but you're solving the problem. And so he'll keep calling because yeah. all he wants is a solution to his problem and you're it. Exactly. And it seems like that's just going to be the case for this season. Um, the problem is, is that with these short notice situations, it's, it's difficult to, again, find yeah. head count. Yeah. Um, but I think I've, I think I've landed on a, a particular group of guys that, um, are I'm kind of dealing with, you know, partial retirees, you know what <laughs> I mean? Guys who, uh, who did this for a while and then maybe got out of the game who are, it, who have been sitting at home and are, are open to, you know, getting back out and doing stuff. So, um, I've got, I, I think I've got my, my summer lineup that I can rely on, um, for most, most things. So, 
uh, we're, we're looking at a, a travel date in at the end of July uh, up to Tennessee, uh, potentially one on the 10th, and um, just a lot of other stuff kind of popping up here and there, some private parties, some uh, gig masters stuff actually kind of pop popping off. Um, and it's, it's just, it's all kind of happening all at the same time. And it's simultaneously frustrating and rewarding to be able to, uh, at least facilitate things. You know, I've opted to not take any sort of finder's fee or anything like that. And I'm just hoping that the karmic yeah. generosity, you know, that, makes it back at some point. That's how to do it. I mean, you know, it's, it, I've told the story a few times, um, on the podcast, you know, when you're at like a networking group or something, the thing you want to do is provide value. You want to be the person who's like, oh, you're looking for something. Oh, I, I know somebody over there. Let me introduce you. Being that person is is what, you know, in the long term provides the most valuable for you, most valuable for you uh, option out of a networking uh, opportunity like that. So, yeah, I, I've always felt like, you know, I can't do it, but I know somebody. Let me make a call. I just think that's a good move karmically, sure, but like also – you know, it establishes you as something. It, yeah. yeah. Amber always like makes fun of me that I'm the Kevin Bacon of the Atlanta music scene. <laughs> just, I've just been around long enough where I've worked right. with enough people. Right. And it's funny because the, that rehearsal that happened last night was with four guys I had never met, but you start talking, you're like, Oh, you know, this person, Oh, I worked with them at this thing. And it, it, it all became this, like this really interesting circle circuitous relational situation where none of us had ever met, but we all kind of knew the same people. Um, and it was fun. It, I, I, I will, I, I'll go ahead and jump into that story. So that rehearsal was interesting for a couple of reasons. Um, the main one being was that the, there they rehearse at a, uh, an audio post-production house for like motion pictures and television. Huh. So it's base it's, it's basically like a set of recording studios, like in a, in a set of bays. Um, so instead of getting in a room with a bunch of musicians and playing, I was like in a room with one other guy and then the drummer was in another room and the <laughs> bass player was in another room and the singer was in an ISO booth. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't, we couldn't see each other. And so you want to, it's interesting when you are going into a, a, a new situation where normally, if you're standing around a bunch of musicians, you would be using visual cues. You would, be, you know, you could look at a look at the fretboard and be like, "Oh, that's right, I'm supposed to go to G here on this bridge." It is a totally different ball game when you are literally flying blind. Yeah. No cues, no nothing. And the funny thing was, one of the, one of the songs was Panama, and I was like, "How do I start this?" Because mm. I'm in one room and the drummer's in the other room. And we had to like sit there and talk through it. And I was like, yeah, this is really weird. Uh, but it, 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 ended up, it ended up all working out. I, you know, I felt like I did the right amount of work and was prepared enough. Um, so we were able to cover a lot of ground and uh, they were super nice guys. We had a good time hanging out and um, I'm looking forward to it. We've got uh, one more rehearsal, uh, not this week, but the following week in the show itself. Cool. So, yeah. They seem like good guys to know. Good. They hung out, they've all hung out with Paul Rudd and I haven't. So. All right, I'm jealous, but yeah. Well, because they're doing audio for for movies and stuff, he came in and did like a bunch of like ADR for one of the things he was doing. Came and Ant Man it up. Yeah, I uh, mean that's what it. But that's what they do. It is. Yeah. 
And it is kind of interesting to talk to people who are like our full-time creatives. You know, we kind of uh, romanticize it to a degree. <laughs> and, uh, they, <laughs> they're in the trenches yeah. in a very, uh, very real way. And uh, it's a lot different when, uh, when you're doing TV shows and there's a deadline and that kind of thing. So, right. But it definitely gave, <laughs> gave me pause, mm. but, uh, again, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah. So the, I think the thing I really wanted to like land on is that everything is super crazy and it is super easy to look around and be, uh, jealous or, uh, uneasy about where you are or where your band is or what your business is doing or where it's going. And I think it is super important to just kind of like disconnect from that for a little bit and just try to find where you're, where you're grateful and where your, where your gratitude lies. Um, the reason the, the, the main thrust of that conversation was like, uh, Mike, after doing their gig this past weekend, just was like, I just, I feel great. I feel like things are kind of coming back to normal and I kind of feel like I've gotten my life back. And there's definitely a part of me who's like, man, I really would love to feel that way. <laughs> but on the other hand, it, you know, it, it was, we spent a lot of time complaining yeah. about the logistics of going to like putting shows on. And I mean, I've spent most of this episode talking about the challenges of that. And it would be really nice for us to just be like, we haven't had the opportunity to do this in so long. Let's like, let's dwell on that. Yeah. Let's be, let's 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 have some gratitude that uh, we still are in the in the game at all. Well, let me just let me just give you one then. So on on um, Saturday there is a Porsche Fest in one of my neighborhoods here in town. Um, which so if you don't know what a Porsche Fest is, it's basically a neighborhood will organize performances by a whole lot of artists, and they tend to lean toward folky Americana ish at least around here. Uh, but my acoustic duo, which is straight up pop rock covers. Um, is playing it. And, um, this neighborhood is so cute and generous and welcoming. And the committee that organizes it does such a great job. And their artist outreach is phenomenal. And, um, and, and the hosts, you know, are so just like delighted to have you on their porch. And, um, so yeah, I, I could certainly focus on the fact that Taylor and I haven't done anything together since, um, I looked at our last set list. It had holiday music on it. Let's give you a sense <laughs> of how long it's been. Um, and I don't remember how to plug on anything together anymore. All my PA stuff is like lost. My, my muscle memory doesn't work anymore for what goes into what, you know, inputs and, um, but I get to play this cool thing and it's, you know, an easy load in. I know the porch that it's going to be on and it's, uh, um, uh, just 45 minute set, you know, piece of cake to deliver. And then, uh, we get to do that to a crowd of people in this neighborhood, that's like there for free and loving it and families. And it's, you know, it's just, um, the joy of coming back to that is very, very much on my mind when I think about that event on Saturday. I just need to get there. Mm. I need to get to the show. I need to like be on stage and 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 have that moment. Because right now, I'm just being reminded of all of the challenging things, the things that like aren't in my wheelhouse, the things that I find you know, that don't come naturally that are frustrating. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've been doing mostly. Yeah. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, well, you know, with the, with the build out starting, you know, we'll be able to have rehearsals in here. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, one of the things that had to happen, uh, was the budget cut. 
um, due to other projects and just incidentals. Um, one of the things that didn't make the final list for the uh, for round one was the added HVAC system uh. room. Um, so we'll have to figure that part out. But uh, everything else is. I'm just looking forward to having a more finished space. That's to, good. Uh, to do That's all good. the fun things. In, so. That's good. You know, in terms of the what it takes to even get to the stage, um, <laughs> a friend of mine at work reached out to me this afternoon and said, Hey, I know a, a friend of a friend has their um, son is coming into town for university and he's a really great guitar player and singer. And he'd like to pl- pick some money up on the weekends playing guitar. And yeah. you know, how, how, I know you do that. How, how would he go about that? And um, everything I had to say about that was sales. Mm-hmm. Right. Like here are some venues that are close to that university and, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't really have any current contacts there, but here's what you do to get in there and do, you know, um, I went ahead and assumed that the kid could do a three hour show, right? I didn't even ask. Um, but all that was on my mind about how to get there was how to sell it. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I mean, I, I happen to kind of like that part of it, but that is the part that most people just dread. And, um, and I know you dread. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, it just popped in my head as you were talking about like, once I get to the stage, it is all good. Um, but yeah, the logistics and all the, all the moving parts of getting there are, um, um, I remember that back when we had, back when we had gigs, <laughs> I remember dreading everything right up to downbeat. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think we just kind of, we get wrapped around the axle because it's what we talk about every single week. Yeah. You know, I was sitting there with, with the, uh, the guys in this band, uh, last night and I'm talking about like, oh man, all this money just slipping through my fingers. And they're just like, what are you even talking about? Like, <laughs> this is not why we, we even do this. Or this is just an excuse for us to like hang out and have fun. And, you know, we we're doing this for our friends and with our friends. And that's, that's really, that's what we're, we're really like prioritizing. It's like, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, we've come at it from both angles, but I think for, for the fact that we spend, you know, an hour plus a week talking inside baseball, it, it is kind of hard to, you know, disconnect from that mindset. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, and, and, you know, are, am I then jealous of the person who's just like, Hey man, I'm just, it's just all gravy for me. Yeah. yeah well, maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little, I'm, I'm not in it. I'm not, I'm not, not in it for that, but I'm in it for more than that. Yeah. Um, but I, I certainly appreciate um, from outside the peace that comes when that's all it's about for you. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, so I've started uh, listening to an, uh, an audible book by Russell brand called revelation. Yeah. And it's, it's very, you know, like getting connected with the sacred and and that kind of thing. And it's, it's very, it's kind of self-helpy in that, you know, death to self kind of component. And I was like, man, I don't know if, if I ever found this, whatever this enlightenment he's talking about, if I would, if I would need to play music anymore, or if that was like something (laughs) that like I really needed. And then I was like, hang on a minute. Russell Brand still has to go on podcasts and TV shows to hawk his book about like not being, you know, so focused on the material and celebrity. I was like, so maybe that's not it either. Yeah. To hawk his pretentious yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always thought he was um, a particular he, brand of pretension. He's a wordy guy. Yeah. Um, 
the book is actually the the audiobook is actually really really good mm. um, he's just a smart dude and he can come at things from a lot of angles that people just aren't able to come from so yeah. anyway uh if that's something if you're into hooey uh religiousy you know self-help stuff give it a shout check it out otherwise that's kind of my whole my whole bit find find you know if you are finding yourself in a drinking from the fire hose experience try to savor the flavor <laughs> that's all i got i like it <laughs> and, you know the other, and the other side of it is if you're in a fomo place if other people are doing better than you that's not a reflection on you it's not um it doesn't mean anything maybe None you would, yeah maybe you would look at that and say well i have work to do yeah and that's a good thing to have seen yeah, find motivating, find ways to be motivated and not uh, demotivated or discouraged. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's it. Cool beans. Uh, guys, we did it. Another one Another in the can. One. Boom. Flawless in, uh, in content and execution. Yeah. Yeah. Perfection itself. If you are enjoying uh, the conversations we are having. You can support us a number of ways. The easiest way is to uh, leave a review or to just, you know, while you're listening to it on your little device, just take a little screenshot, post it on social media, tag me, tag Dan, tag the show. Uh, or you could do any of the things that Dan is about to mention right here. Yep. Uh, with that being said, I'll go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for uh, whatever day, June 10th, or at the end of June 11th of the week is when it's happening. <laughs> we need to but figure it, out how we're going to say that. It is. We have not landed on no, it. No, we it's haven't. We'll get there. We'll get there. Anywho, have a good weekend, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com, and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.